0: When you first got to the varsity at Austin, who was the first person to bust your butt, or what was that welcome to varsity moment?
1: Um, I didn't really have anybody that was busting the butt. The upperclassmen were super awesome. I think uh, I was really blessed to have such a great junior and senior class ahead of me to kind of be more welcoming than than anything. Um, Of course, they they showed us the ropes of you know what our job was and everything. Um, But the wake up call for me, I think, was that very first scrimmage and going up against, you know, these, I'm I'm like 14, 15, and I'm seeing <laughs> right. these, you know, 18U gold pitchers who have <laughs> right. this crazy speed and pace and spin on the ball that I've never seen before, and so it was kind of a, an adjustment I had to make, so I was grateful for those first few scrimmages, but it was the the age gap I think and you know I'm in the body of a 15 year old and you know these girls are 18 and they're whipping it pretty good so I think the that was probably the biggest shock to me wake up call
2: it always feel like I need one more boy and one more line, record the track, just one more time. My family think I bump my head. Lost my mind, insurin' them. I'm just fine, I'm good enough, but I need one more boy. One more line, record the track, just one more time. My family think I bump my head. Lost my mind, insurin' them. I'm just fine, I'm good enough, but I need one more boy. One more line, record the track, just one more time. My family think I bump my head. Lost my mind and sharing them. I'm just fine. I'm good enough. I'm just fine. I'm good enough. But you be told I need some therapy. Initially, ain't do it voluntarily, but now I got a legacy. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Team Player Podcast. I'm Coach Kobo
0: here. This episode number 12. We have a very special guest. She's bringing in lots of hardware. She's lugging it here into the studio. because she is the she is this year's co uh, coach of the year in District 26A. Uh, Co district coach of the year for this for softball. She is Katie Kilgore, the head softball coach at Travis High School. Welcome to the show, Katie.
1: Awesome, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, no, this is a really cool show. I, I actually, uh, the you know, last week we we interviewed Coach Or, who's the head basketball coach at Austin. I'm an Austin alum, just like you are. And though, yeah, the the funny, thing, yeah, there she's putting up the the, the dogs there. Um, the funny thing is, it's my 20 year reunion coming up. So it's I've been my actually, Yeah, so you're 10, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're 10 years, so it's like I've been on all these like uh reunion Zoom calls like with the planning okay. committee so like we're we're, we're going to do this uh reunion right there at Safari Texas uh next month. What a oh, throwback. What a throwback. Safari Texas. Safari okay. Texas. Yep, right next door to Austin High School right for door, those. Yeah. yeah, so it's just cool to have all these Austin people coming through the Team Player Studios here so it's it's been a lot of fun. If you're a part of the Team Player movement please make sure you have given us a five-star review. We've got 21 of those bad boys on Spotify and 18 on Apple podcasts. So we're really doing a great job. Uh, uh, Leave those reviews. They help us so much to find new listeners to find our show. And I I, I read, I've been reading the five-star reviews the past two weeks. Uh, No new ones this week. So leave a review. Leave it and I will read it here on the next episode of the show. So yeah, give us five stars, leave a review on Apple podcast. That's much appreciated. Hit the follow button to subscribe and get all the latest episodes in your queue. As soon as they come out, we would be honored if the team player podcast made it into your rotation and keep up with team player podcast updates by following me on Twitter at coach underscore Kovo. That's coach underscore Kovo K O V O. All right, Katie, let's dive into it here uh i've, I've kind of okay. known you for a, a pretty long time i mean, not, not not too well but you you went to school uh middle school with my younger brother who's in your your um your same grade uh class mm-hmm. 2012 in, in high school my brother ryan so i already knew this about you but i knew that you, you grew up in sugarland new territory specifically that's obviously a coach ochoa Stephen ochoa mm-hmm. has been on the show as well so similar uh, background but just just uh, tell us your recollection of growing up in, in sugarland and new territory specifically
1: um, well I didn't move to New Territory until uh, fifth grade. So I started fifth grade at Walker Station in New Territory. So I was I was actually zoned to Dulles. Um, okay. so good thing we moved, so I could go to Austin. Yeah. Um, but you know, going going to you know, a whole new neighborhood, whole new school at that ripe of an age um,
0: right.
1: was super scary. Yeah. Um, but you know, new to you know a new territory yeah. is like a uh, close-knit community, right? Uh really awesome. You know, you got the two elementary schools and then they bring them together for, for middle school, which is awesome. You get a little taste of that, but then you know, they had to split us back up in high school. That's what
0: I wanted to ask you about. I definitely want to ask you. Yeah, I want to ask you because I asked o- I asked Coach Ochoa this. Now he's coming from it from the other perspective. He was right. he was the kid living on the, the newer side of new territory, going to the newer high school of Travis. So I, I heard his perspective. Of course, I know my brother's perspective. You'll be the first person um, from that Sartarsha middle school group that I've talked to you from mm-hmm. the Austin perspective. So I'm curious, what, what was that like when, you know, all, all of y'all that have kind of come up together, you know, at Sartarsha, this everybody new territory going to the same school. And then in, in eighth grade, you kind of know that you're going to split and some of y'all are going to Austin and some are going to Travis.
1: Yeah, it's tough, especially for sports because right you know you have seventh and eighth grade you know together making this volleyball program and you know hopefully that we're going to carry over into high school you have this solid foundation for football as well and basketball and track and all all those sports but we didn't get the luxury of you know having those two years as a foundation and then you know carrying that over in high school and making this awesome awesome run with each other for six years instead of you know just two or four in high school um but we joined up, you know, Satarsha so joined up with the Garcia gang.
0: And yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's, what, that's what we were rolling with over there. Uh, but it was a bummer for sure, because you make friends, right. and then you're competing against them. And you're like, well, dang it. Yeah. I want you on my
0: team. <laughs> I mean, from what I remember, like, I remember going to my brother's games, and the, the boys' athletics, were, you know, weren't weren't anything to write home about at Sartarsha. But if I remember, like, y'all were doing really good on the girls' side in, in, in basketball and volleyball. So that – you're I could see it. Like, yeah, yeah. that have be tough to split up for sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm curious. So you 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 focus on softball primarily at Austin. You played for Terry Raina. That mm-hmm. name I just knew was so familiar. I knew that Coach uh, Morales was actually the coach, or one of the coaches when I was there. But I, I knew the name Reyna, and I saw that uh, because I had Miss Morales as a teacher when I was a student at Austin. Mm-hmm. But I knew the name Reina and I, I looked back at my old yearbook, and sure enough, she took over the head coaching job my senior year. So okay that, that showing wow. you the longevity that she coached wow. you 10 years later her first year was my senior year which is like oh two <laughs> so i don't know if you knew that katie uh,
2: i
1: but, i yeah. did not know that i knew yeah. she was there for a while i knew she was like she was a resident there she was yes. yeah she held it down for a good while
0: yeah she sure did so coach uh terry reyna was was your coach and then um you mentioned that you had several assistant coaches during your time, maybe three, three or four of them. But the, your favorite was absolutely Coach Mac, and you said that you just love sure. to talk about her. So let, let's do it. Let's let's tell the world just just your love for Coach Mac.
1: Okay, so Coach Mac, her name's changed. So she got she got remarried. So I think her last name is Gail now. Okay. Um, but Coach Mac, I had her for two years, my sophomore and my junior season. And she was one of those coaches that i I wanted to. I want to be her so bad because, as a player, there's always that one coach that you just want to do everything for. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. you could do anything for them. And you know that they would do anything in return. Like she was so hard on us. Like she wasn't like the fun, like, oh, whatever she was. She knew how to joke around. She knew how to have fun. But like, she meant business, yeah. And she was like hardcore, scary, like in the nicest way possible. Scary, yes. yes. But you just wanted to do so well for her, and I just love that. I thought she was the perfect balance of like sweet and salty.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, so many awesome memories with her. Best coach I ever had. Yeah. And I miss that lady. She was incredible.
0: That that's I so remember. cool. That's so cool to describe it like that, Katie. And I mean, it, it brings back a flood of memories for me at Austin. It, you know, Coach Kitterman was that guy for me that
1: hmm.
0: I just, I would, I would do any, and Coach Brantley was another one. You know, I, those were coaches. I just, I wanted to make them proud. You, right. know, I just, you want to perform be, for them. Like yes. you want to make
1: them so proud.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, other team player alums have come on the show and said the same thing on the Ben Moran episode. He talked about like the great coaches are the ones that like, they're not trying to be your best friend you know but they're also friendly like you said I mean they're they're right. able to have that connection but they also can you know can 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 hold kids accountable so it sounds like coach Mack did a great job of that so yeah
1: yeah,
0: yeah re- really happy to hear that and then you you played only softball technically that you you right. were focused on softball you wanted to do track I um,
1: did it yes but it the kind track of, coach wanted me to do track as well
0: <laughs> yeah 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 so so my question was I just saw that and I was so curious like what event were you thinking Katie
1: so in middle school, you could max you have max that at five events. So my five events in middle school, I did you know the relays mm-hmm. one four by one, four by two, four by four, and then I did high jump and long jump. Wow. I loved high jump. I think yeah. I got third place in the middle school district track meet for high yeah. jump. I'm I'm not that tall, I'm like five five, but I can get up there pretty That's good. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got some hops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so, so I, didn't, I, I did I yeah. did not realize that. I guess when you when you said it, I just I just assumed like you're a good athlete. Obviously, you're a softball star. You know, they're recruiting you. You want to try track? I didn't realize you did it in middle school at a high yeah. level. So I yeah, okay, yeah. so that's that. Oh that's, yeah, that's we really went to cool.
1: what is yeah. the high towers? Is that Hall? We went yeah. to Hall Stadium for our you know middle school district yeah. meet. It was yeah,
0: awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So unfortunately, just the, it, the schedules didn't work out for you. You, you focused yeah. on softball. What position did you play?
1: Uh,
0: I was the center fielder center field okay mm-hmm. so kind of like a little springer-esque there so you know you, you you're you're ranging oh, out years, there That yep. was my grass yeah, yeah 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 okay so I mean you can educate me I mean I, I I like baseball I'm a fan but I never I never played it at the at that uh-huh. level I was a football guy and you know uh coach basketball is well always my second sport I never actually coached baseball so just my knowledge would be you put it you put a speed burner at center field to cover that amount of space but can you just you know as as a coach just tell us more about what what are you looking for in a, in a great center fielder
1: um someone who is very vocal mm-hmm. uh, because you know you've got to talk to the two people on your left and right mm-hmm. um cover a lot of ground um great first steps uh great arm you know willing to to listen you know if you're crashing in are you listening yeah. to the infielder the you know second baseman or shortstop yeah. ears awareness everything are you willing to be the captain of the outfield Love this it. is your grass you're the boss
0: so no probably no shocker that you went into coaching i guess i mean all those characteristics that, that you mentioned seem like they 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 would work well for a coach do you do you, did you, do you see a lot of that as you because i've always heard that a lot of catchers become managers or, or coaches you know and so mm-hmm. do you see that when when you your, your peers in the coaching world in softball i mean are, were a lot of them center fielders or, or are you seeing any of that kind of correlation um,
1: all of my—I've got one coaching friend who was who was an outfielder. But now that you mention it, the the Seven lake softball coach. Who shout out to her? She's in yeah. round four. Yes, we're playing Deer Park tonight. Yeah. She was a catcher at Travis when I was okay. in school. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And so yeah, she's a catcher. So yeah, she's coaching now. But yeah, I think I think in softball it's a little different just because yeah. everything is you know a little bit sure. more compact and everything. But I love what I'm doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, and I I recall. I mean, I I coached in the district while you and my brother were you know were players, and so I I was aware of what was going on. I, from what I remember, Austin was a very good softball program. Can, can we you were, have, yeah tell we us? We were always that.
1: competing for uh, you know one of the top four playoff spots right. every year. I was there so.
0: And so I'm I'm I'll, I want to ask who was your big rival? I mean I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna assume that it's Travis, but I could be wrong. And so I'm, I'm wondering, like from from your Austin perspective, who who did you see as your rivals in softball?
1: So this one, I, I'm Clements.
0: Okay, that I one. don't know
1: what it was. Yes, but it was drilled into my head as a freshman when I got there that Clemens they had to go down, like they yeah. had to they were they were the top dogs they were exactly. everyone so says now Now it's like oh it's rich richmond rich Ridgemont. richmond's phenomenal athletically yeah. they are great nothing yeah. against them yeah. but like in saw in the softball world clements was that number one that everyone wanted to knock down off that you know pedestal whatever and so uh, i had no clue so he yeah. has okay, a freshman coming in and being told like oh yeah we don't we got to beat them we i was like okay, like, like, let's just go do it. Like, let's go win. I don't, I don't know. Everyone, you know, gets yeah. all in a tizzy about everything. And I was just <laughs> like, okay, yeah, let's go get him.
0: Yeah. So it was yeah. Clemens
1: for sure. But, you know, there was the Travis rivalry because, you know, you're friends with these people and it's right. like, I'm gonna beat you.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and I was kind of wondering about that because I actually, on my show notes, I, I wrote, I'm guessing Travis, but maybe Kempner or Clements, I had in my notes, you know, just because... I mean Clements, like like you mentioned. I mean the 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 competitive factor. I don't I don't know that Travis softball program was at that level like where you've gotten it to now. If, if I recall, like you know, I'm imagining Clement Clements you you and Clements competing for the top spot at that time. Or Elkins, I would assume would be good as well. It was
1: the top four usually competing. It was uh, Clements, Elkins, Austin, and Travis. Okay, and throw Kempner in the mix. Sure, you know sometimes as well. Um, but those were the top four always fighting for spots, and everyone went to not Clements all.
0: Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, me. that, that was a funny thing. Like I actually coached at Clements. Um, this is before you guys got into high school, but I, I was there from like 06 to 08, you know, so I guess right before y'all started high school. And so I, I remember Coach McCorkle uh, was, was the coach there. I'm, I'm assuming he yeah. was. You're, yep, so Coach McCorkle ran a great program out there. Um, I don't know how well you know him, but he just really, like, it was kind of a family atmosphere in a sense. Um, he was super
1: passionate. I remember that. He was like, he was in the game. Yeah, he made sure the girls were in the game they're so very he had, th- yep you had them over there really well
0: yeah his his wife was our volleyball coach at, at clements and uh or she, she was a volleyball coach at clements and then he recruited our girls basketball coach they were just all such good friends all these these people on, on the women's athletic coaching staff and they they'd all help with softball so he had this massive staff and they were really really good like you said so wow that's awesome yeah, yeah really cool so okay and then you mentioned ridge point that's obviously my I, i'm really tied in ridge point but at the time when you were in, in school, they were still, I guess, just starting out. So I guess you never actually played them in varsity competition.
1: And I was I was thinking about that because I think Rich Point opened in like 2010.
0: That's correct. 2010. So I guess
1: it was fall of 2010. So that was my junior year, and I think there was like started out as four A, maybe. Yeah, we did. Yes. We yep, we were not. Right. With, so that's it. correct. Yep. And we were five, so we never, you know, got to right. meet up. And I was like, dang. I played every school in Fort Bend except for Ridgepoint, like regardless of what a they're in, like I want to play just to see what it would have been like. I don't know. I just wonder.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, obviously coach McClanahan, which I'm I'm sure I'm sure you met somewhere along the way in your coaching career. So coach McClanahan, awesome coach. And obviously they're still really, really good. You know, well, and you've, you've done many battles with them and, and we'll talk about this, this year, you, you got, you were the top dog. I mean, you, you, you came out on top. So Huge kudos to you for for that accomplishment. We'll get to that in a second. But um a great it sounds like a great career at Austin High School. We're both alums, it's a great place to be. I think a lot of us are are proud Bulldogs. So we're really happy to hear that that you enjoyed your experience as well, Katie. And then so after after a high school, you you went to Sam Houston State University. You kind of said, you know, you you just didn't didn't have it in you anymore to want to play. I mean, you you loved high school softball you love select softball but at that point you just had no more desire which i think is, is common but can you kind of speak to that a little bit just for, for our listeners so maybe their right. coaches maybe their parents maybe their kids listening like describe that feeling of having such a successful high school career but maybe just feeling like i'm, I'm ready for the next step
1: right so before i do it hmm. i would just like say shout out to my parents yes. for allowing me to make this decision absolutely for myself because the vibe that I kind of get nowadays is like it's very pushed like you've done it for this long you better keep doing it you put all time money whatever which is okay to each family of their own but I am just so thankful that my parents let me make that call for myself like I knew what was best for me Yeah. yeah and they let me do it without any like making me feel bad or anything like that which I think which I'm just so thankful for. My brother, my brother though, he was a little, he was a little sad because (laughs) he was, he was my younger brother. And so all he knew growing up was going to softball tournaments. Yeah. And now it was over. And so he was like, what the heck, Katie? Like, what am I supposed to go do now? I
0: I get it. I get it. At the pride of an older brother, like with my brother, like I I understand. I mean, I, I would still travel up to Oklahoma to watch him play. And he was playing, college football. So I I get it, but I didn't even plan to talk about this, but I'm so glad you you brought that up, Katie. Like for, for, again, for parents listening, I agree with you. I think sometimes like there's so much pressure and prestige placed Mm -hmm. upon getting that scholarship, right. Being that kid at signing day, getting to have your table and signing. And so I don't know. I don't know if you have any more, you want to say you you summed it up beautifully, but I'm just so glad that you brought that point up. That parents role is to kind of just support your kids, right? It's not to, So, anything else you want to say about that, or because I, I think that's an awesome point that you made?
1: Um, yeah, it's hard without kind of sounding like I'm stepping on toes or telling you know people. Well, uh, sure, sure, as, sure, sure. As parents, but um, if you know, if if your kid, if your child, if your athlete, if you know, if they're successful, no matter how successful, if they don't have that absolute, I want to wake up at six a.m. every day and go do these workouts in college right or if they just right. Or if they just want to go to school and you know get their degree and you know focus on a career like that's okay they don't have to you know go to this now it's fantastic to go to any level juco d2 d3 you know d1 whatever it's fantastic if you can get college paid for but it's okay so right. you know, let your kids make a decision and uh kind of carve their own path so again I'm super thankful that my parents um let me do what I knew what was best for me
0: that's great I mean I love the self-awareness you had at that age to know that first of all so kudos to you for that self-awareness and maturity um but yeah not stepping on toes but also just just only just showing that from the perspective of the player how much it meant to like it really it, it impacted your life you talked about um, you ended up switching majors, and it, you think that you might not be mm-hmm. where you're at today had and not all yes. transpired that way. And that's the cool thing. Another thing is, yeah, you were a high level softball player in high school. You could have gone on to play college if you wanted to. You chose not to. That didn't stop you from being the district coach of the year. And I, I see this all the time. Like I always, I keep the stats, Katie. And and right now, uh, we're looking at of all my guests, uh, the the ones that knew that they were going to coach when they went into high school. It's only 27% of my guests or when they went into college, only 27% of my guests that are winning awards. They're respected in our field. Only 27% like knew they were going to be a coach in college. Right. right. That's my point being, there is no certain blueprint you have to follow to be successful. So kind of speak to that, Katie, you mentioned that the, the, the major change and, and leading to where you are now, just how, how did you end up becoming a softball coach?
1: Well, I think it's also important to point out that you don't have to have played the sport at the collegiate level yes. to know the game sure. or to yeah. be a good coach. And so I think that mindset's absolutely. a little silly that like, oh, like, what's your resume look like? What do you, where'd you, what'd you play in college? And I'm like, I didn't, that doesn't yeah. mean like, I can't have a successful program or that. I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Sure,
0: absolutely. Um,
1: But I went in to college to Sam Houston, their fantastic criminal justice program. That's what I initially went there for. Um, I had the mindset of, I wanted to do something that mattered. I didn't want to like be stuck behind a desk and just like have a routine of the day. Like I wanted what I did to impact people's lives in a positive way. And I think I'm, and I'm I'm doing that right now. So my, my shift is I'm still doing what I, you know, went to college to do. It's just in a different field, but I knew, I know now that if I would have stuck, if I would have played college softball. I would have just stuck with one major because it would have been easy, and I don't think I would have had time to like reflect and want to change the course that I was on, because I wouldn't have had the time to do that. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, I got to I got to college, and I started taking these history classes, and I was like, I love this. This is fantastic. Yeah. I can do yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. I was writing papers. I was busting out all these research papers. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, and so I just fell in love with the content, the subject of history. I was like, okay, what can I do? And I was like, oh my gosh, I can just teach. Oh my gosh, I can coach. Oh my gosh, I'm still, you know, impacting lives just yeah. in a different in a different way, um, and you know, doing something that matters. So, I'm so glad that I didn't play because yeah. I, I I truly a thousand percent do not think that I would have changed majors and I would be sitting here right now on this video with you.
0: Love it. No, so so, so glad to hear that. that. That's a story that I think a lot of people can relate to and appreciate for sure. So you started, you you know, you stayed your your Fort Bend, you know, through and through uh, just like I was. And uh, you ended up starting your career, though, a little bit of a rival, you know, maybe not your main rival, but still kind of in the area. When I was Mm -hmm. in high school, my old man here, like Kempner was our rival because these other schools didn't exist yet. But um, you you started at Kempner and you Mm -hmm. said you coached basketball and softball for two years. So just kind of describe that 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 initial coaching experience. I remember my first year of teaching was one of the worst experiences of my life. It, I mean, and this I'm coming from an 11 year career, love being in education, but the right. first year of managing a classroom when you're just coming out of a college classroom yourself was so hard for me and waking mm-hmm. up every morning and going to work at six in the morning. I mean, just describe what that was like your first, your, your initial experience at Kempner.
1: Uh, exhausting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You,
1: know, you have, I was the freshman girls basketball coach and then the JV softball coach. So the seasons overlapped for about two weeks. Um, but my first introduction to just like coaching by myself whatever was girls basketball I mean I played basketball in middle school you know yeah. whatever um, but the coach at Kempner uh, coach Mac she a different coach Mac okay yeah. <laughs> uh, was probably my like life raft uh, yeah. she was the head girls basketball coach yeah. and he just kind of Took me and was just like, "Come on, we're doing it, we're doing it." Because you know, freshmen have those early morning practices. I yes, got those six that's right. practices, and I was just yep. like, "I was like, oh my gosh." Um, and then you know, softball season came around, and those were overlapping, and it was a, it was a tough first year. But yeah. the the family at Kemner was it was pretty close knit in our department and the coaching staff. So I was very blessed to be there and surrounded by. Uh, those coaches my
0: first was, year was coach andrus uh your athletic coordinator at the time or mm-hmm. yeah cool And I just, I just saw that he has decided to move over to manville as an assistant uh, to yes. closer to his family so congratulations to darren andrews shout out darren andrews one of the nicest guys i've met in coaching oh yeah always loved. awesome guy awesome yeah. guy always love talking to him so um so he started at kempner but then you were oh one thing i did want to say for any first year teachers listening again we're telling you the first year you know it's very difficult Mm so don't give up hope, don't lose hope i remember as soon as i finished my first year then i I moved to clements and i loved clements and i I found my love for teaching and coaching and that carried me through the next decade so don't worry if the first year is tough for sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then uh so then you you end up at travis so just how did that happen was that was that to become the head coach or was there some of just describe to us how, how you moved over to travis
1: um, there was, so my very first year at Travis, I was the varsity assistant. Um, right. so it was, I saw it just as an opportunity to just move one tick up, you know, cause right. it was my, my goal to be a head coach eventually. So I had, you know, two years JV under my belt. Um, and you know, the, the staff at Kempner was pretty set. Right. There wasn't going to be like, you know, the opportunity for me to climb any ladder, whatever. Um, and so again, that varsity assistant job at Travis opened up. So there I went, here I am.
0: Yeah, so who was your coach at the time? Who was the head coach uh, of Travis? The coach of
1: Travis was
0: Miranda Zink. Oh, um, I, duh, I know that. I've, I've, I've definitely worked at Miranda and then she ended up moving back home to Ohio. That, back that, to Ohio, yeah. That's, that's duh, yeah, sorry. Uh, just <laughs> <laughs> lack of sleep from having a kid <laughs> recently, but I, I definitely know Miranda Zink. That was a dumb question, I apologize. Um, but yeah, it seemed like you guys had a really great relationship. I remember doing she some fundraising was stuff with y'all and yeah. awesome.
1: She yeah. was awesome to work under. Um, yeah. and she took me everywhere with her. So I was learning how to how to be a, a head coach. Cause I think she kind of knew that she was sure moving back to Ohio. So she was kind of, you know, showing me like, okay, this is you know what we do at this time. This is what a playoff meeting is like. She took me to the playoff meeting. I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. Um, so it was just great experience so that I wasn't shell-shocked going into, to my first year with, you know, my very own team. So very thankful for my one year of, of varsity assistant coaching under her. Yeah.
0: shoes. I'm glad you brought that up. Obviously we're a coaching podcast. And I mean, that's so valuable as an assistant to get into some of the nitty gritty type stuff, like inventory and ordering things. And you mentioned a mm-hmm. playoff meeting, like not the glamorous stuff that people on the outside think about what coaching is like. You right. need to you need to learn those things because um, you're gonna have to do them as, as the leader of the program. And if you haven't had experience, then you're just gonna have to figure it out as you go, right? So, sounds like Miranda really set you up in a great position uh, to have a have a successful transition there. So, shout out to to Miranda Zinc uh, for sure. And you know you you've been there for for four years now. Um, was it weird? I mean, let me, you mentioned that you're trying to go up the peg. Well, well, did you give any thoughts that you're going over to the rival high school, or is it or I'm just curious that dynamic of, of of being an Austin alum and going over to Travis. I, I you know, I would liken that like me after you know going to Elkins or something. You know yeah. I mean what 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 was that like? What was that feeling like?
1: Um it was a little weird the very first year because I was like, do I really belong here? Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> sure. it's feels like
1: I'm cheating on, right. you know, like yeah, sure yeah. There. Like I'm <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. Right, 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 right. Um, it's it's red and black, not red and white, you know, yeah. the, the wrong color scheme. But um, I, the, the family of, you know, the administration and the coaching staff, my very first year at Travis was just such a wonderful community and vibe in the school environment it was just like, just sucks you in. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'm sold. So it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter that we were rivals. Like, I love it here. This is where
0: I want to be. I'm, um, and I'm curious. Was I mean, my, my brother played under Randy Cunningham, was the athletic coordinator. So was he? That was he there? Or was it Trey? System had already taken over. Uh, Trey system. Trey system. So you know, he's so been a. And it, what a great guy! What oh, yeah. an inspiration! If, if anyone doesn't know Trey, his his battle with multiple myeloma, you know, a, a rare form of cancer that that he, de- he defeated, and he's back on the field coaching. I mean, I he's oh, yeah. just somebody that really. Trooper. He's a trooper. Yeah, you know, no doubt. And I mean, I've just seen so many great coaches, like Coach Woodruff uh you actually coached my brother and I'm sure you to an extent he's my varsity
1: assistant coach exa- I know
0: I've been I've been following y'all on Twitter I, I see coach Woodruff I mean uh the Martinez's that that's just mm-hmm. a, a great family you know that oh, yeah. their boys play basketball there Travis they're they're great members of the Travis community I mean I just I can feel it like even being an outsider just like seeing on Twitter I just feel that vibe that y'all have so do you want to do you want to give them their flowers a little bit or just kind of speak to that family vibe that, that you built at Travis
1: um My, I'm gonna brag. I'm gonna brag on my coaching staff because you know they're the one that I spend the most time with. I am. I keep saying I'm so blessed, but like I am. Yeah, yeah. To have the two guys that I have with me on staff, they just roll with the punches with these girls. Don't they? You know, they they have to stick together. The boys got to stick together because those (laughs) girls, they're coming for them, but. I've known, I've known coach Woodruff since I was like 11 years old, right. He's, you know, the middle school PE coach right. Over at right. Yeah. He's known me over half my life. And now just to get to work with him. And I kind of see him as like my older brother, where I just come to him with all my problems and he just listens. Yeah. And we've built this, you know, amongst us three, very open network of communication. So If if I'm not seeing something, I want them to tell me, like, hey, we need to change this. And I'm it's it's a step. It's not just me making decisions, you know, them kind of following along. It's us on the same plane collectively. What can we do for this team to be successful? And I think that's why we are so successful is because us three working as a unit, as one, bouncing ideas off each other, not just, you know, it's my way or the highway kind of thing. And i think the girls see that and they want to play for all of us so i was talking about you know how i wanted to play for coach mack like i wanted to win i wanted to make the proud and you're saying the same thing i think we we have that from the girls as i like to think we do
0: yeah
1: um but yeah. i love my guys and
0: it, it is coach martinez right yeah. that's the third member uh, it's
1: it's coach sap jeremy sap
0: Oh, Jeremy Sapp. Okay, I, I, I was going to say I, I don't believe I'd, I've had the pleasure of meeting him, but I've definitely met Coach Woodruff, uh, known him well. And, and my brother said the same things you have as far as having played for him. So he's such a great guy. I'm sure Coach Sapp is yeah. as well. And then Coach Martinez. I mean, I, I coached against him in basketball. We I, yeah. were always kind of yeah, he's
1: basketball and basketball.
0: tennis. Yeah, yeah, we were always kind of coaching B team basketball. We, we'd run up against each other. And I think he was actually a coach at Austin first. See, I believe I have to check with him, but I mean, I, I feel like I remember him being in Austin. But yeah just okay. just great great staff there so so happy to see you know all y'all's success and you know you, you mentioned you have so many funny moments and stories So we're, we're about to let you share some of those from your team uh here at Travis but you know I'm, I'm I failed to mention in my intro I'm just again I'm blaming lack of sleep here but I I introduced you as coach of the year but really the more important thing is your team was a district champion can mm-hmm. can you yeah. can you ex- just talk let's let's talk about that a little bit just talk about the, the this the run through this season and that that feeling of winning a district championship?
1: So last year we were co we tied. Mm-hmm. So we, um, you know, we had to flip for the playoff seating. So we ended up being the one seed made it three rounds deep in the playoff, yeah. which it, um, had only happened one other time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so great team, great run. We lost five seniors. Um, and so coming back this year, we were like, all right, we lost five, let's fill the gaps. Let's, can we do it again? Um, and we had the goal of move, move over the co, let's get rid of the co and let's just let's focus on just being, you know, yeah. one game at a time, but take out the co, you know what I mean? Right, right. right. And so to come back this year with, we have a, a smaller number, smaller number of girls, smaller team, but same core, um, Those older girls that had been there, done that, and kind of take the reins of as far as leadership. Like, this is what needs to be done if we want to do this again, if we want to repeat and be number one, take out the co. Um, And so they really stepped it up every single game, one game at a time, one inning at a time, every pitch, there was a plan. Um, And, you know, those girls executed it. And we got rid of the co and we ended up district champs, which I think if I I think, right? I'm not positive. Yes. It's the first time that Travis has won an outright district championship in softball.
0: That's awesome. And that, that's so huge. I mean, this yes. district in 26A is a murderer's row of great softball teams. I mean, you're facing so many, this is not an easy district to get to the top of. And I, I'm assuming Ridge Point was, was who you, was that who you tied with the year before? Uh,
1: The year before
0: it was George Ranch. Oh, George Ranch. Okay. I didn't see. And sometimes my brain doesn't even, I forget about them sometimes. Yeah. One Lamar school coming in. Yep. The the one Lamar school. So just, that's just such a great uh, accomplishment. Um, I think back and I, you know, I wanted to ask you this, I believe she was one year ahead of you, but the the, the ace pitcher for Travis one year ahead of you was uh, Alexis Estrada. Do do you Mm -hmm. remember, or do you kind of recollect her? Because she's actually the sister of one of my best friends was in my wedding. And so I've known Alexis for a long time, and. Her husband, Clay, you know, is a baseball player from Travis. They're just great. So I'm just curious. Do you kind of know Alexis or as competitors? Did you guys interact at all in high school or? Um, we we knew each other. Right. right? Sure. We knew the name. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, and it's funny you mentioned that. So her husband, Clay, yeah. he's the football coach at Jersey Village. That's
0: right. Yep.
1: And we played Jersey Village in a scrimmage earlier this season. So awesome. And, uh, you know, Coach Woodruff and I come walking up and he's like, oh, man, what is this reunion we've got going on yes. here? It was just like, you know, the, the Fort Bend community, the people that come out of here and just kind of spread their wings and branch off and all that stuff. And you run into them, you know, when they're off doing their own thing, like him in Jersey village, it's just like, it's so cool. Cause there's small world. Everyone's doing their thing. Everyone's, you know, being successful in their own way. And I think that's, that's awesome for these Fort Bend kids.
0: I, I love clay. I actually saw him, uh, at, we were at, um, we're at my Albert's birthday party, I believe, you know, my, my friend, Alexis's brother and Clay was there and he just come from a scrimmage early on in the all season. He was just tired after a long scrimmage. I said, like, coach, how's the team looking? And, you know, he was just he's just so humble, you know, oh, yeah. he's just he's so humble. He, he's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're Kobe, Kobe, you know, we're getting better, but, you know, we got a long way to go. I look at the end of the season. He's winning the <laughs> district. championship. Yeah, he won
2: the with his district as well. <laughs> and
0: I was, I was like, you you son of a gun. Like, I, I you made it sound like you're just a, an average. You know, you're getting better. But, like, we got a long way to go. And he, he had a great team. He's a great coach. So so, so happy to hear that. Now, a couple of things I got to ask before I, let, before I let you tell some funny stories. Uh, this blows my mind. You, you have a bona fide stone-cold stud on your team. And the craziest thing about it is, she has the same last name as me, which I've never met. And I, I see it in print all the time and it still blows my mind. I think she may pronounce it a little bit differently than our family has chosen to pronounce it. But Ariel Kowalski, I believe is, is that how she says it or?
1: just Kowalski.
0: Kowalski. Okay. So Ariel Kowalski. we say Kowaleski, you know, tomato, tomato, but it's the exact same spelling. And exact I mean, same
1: spelling, yeah.
0: that is just crazy. Um, you know, my brother was a good football player at Travis, but there, there's no doubt in my mind, the best, kowalewski to ever come through travis high school is her i mean she is incredible i i was researching for the show i didn't realize she's only a junior i feel like she's been there forever right she's coming back next year Take her
1: away from me early now
0: yeah okay no no <laughs> yeah, i mean but
1: yeah she's yeah she'll be so senior.
0: good i guess i just assumed she was a senior but just just talk about that i mean uh, how how cool is that to have a, a player that caliber i see you're wearing the florida gators t-shirt there i know she's committed to florida so just just talk about having um, a a player like that on, on your roster
1: it is definitely unique in the sense that if okay so you being a coach in your mind if you were to create the most perfect athlete in regards to athletic ability and who they are as a person yes and just combine them you just, you get Ariel.
0: That's awesome. I
1: can't say enough yes. positive things about the kind of person and human being she is, because she's just, she's just so great. And she's so humble and she's so kind and a great leader. And she's the first one to pick up equipment. Love you know, like, it. yep. like, yeah, go get the stuff. She will just soundlessly just pick it up and go carry it. Right. Or if, if there's a foul ball hit over the fence, she'll just go get it. Like she just and she's a great athlete, like, I don't need to talk about that, Sure. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> she
1: talks about, like, you know, I feel like how great of people that these kids are, and she's, she's phenomenal, and she's super smart, she, yeah. like, just a great kid, and I'm just super proud of her, I'm, I'm just blessed that I get to coach her for four years, like, yeah. I'm not teaching her a dang thing about softball, she already <laughs> knows
0: it, right,
1: but, I like to think that maybe she'll learn something. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that is great. I mean, I just, it's, it's really, um, I can tell you have that relationship with your student because I can see you just gushing just, just just so authentically about your player. So I just think that's great. And I mean, she's my favorite player. Obviously with the last name I was already going to root for, whether she was, you know, last person off the bench, to be honest, I think she's my favorite player, but. It just is awesome that she's district MVP multiple times over. And the cool thing is every time I ask these coaches about some of the star true star players, they've coached every single time they've said, Kobo, they're also the best person. They're also like the best character on the team. Yes. And so, you know, for, Great. for, for players, maybe that listen to this podcast, if ever you let a little bit of bad attitude creep in, just understand that the real ones 99% of the time, the, 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 the real ones are the kids that are the best attitude. So keep that humility, right? Keep, Keep keep that modesty and just keep grinding. Listen to your coach. So so happy to hear that. One more thing I wanted to ask you about again, kind of with the theme of my twenty year reunion coming up. Two of my classmates, class of 'O two from Austin, that were high school sweethearts, Chase and Paula Morris. Chase yes. played football, with, you know, with with us at Austin High School when I was playing there. They have a daughter that plays for you. So again, just just your this team is just crazy to me. How many connections I have to it? So I've been rooting for y'all all the way. But talk to just talk about talk about that i mean that that that, that connection as well with, with chase and, and paula there
1: yeah i absolutely adore and she's probably she's gonna watch this and she's gonna listen to this and she is just she's gonna love it Yeah. so she is our like social media mom she makes all of our little game day graphics yes. like game day and then the cool little pictures flying whatever um and so her her twitter name her twitter handle is Momma Ain't Easy. So we don't call her <laughs> Miss Morris, we don't call her Miss Paula, we just call her Momma Ain't Easy.
0: Yeah. Because
1: that's just what her name is. So shout out to her. She does yeah. our little senior pictures. She's fantastic. And she's got three girls. And it's funny you mention it, the youngest daughter actually just made me this. Very oh, that is awesome. That I've got on. Yeah. A great family. I'm just so lucky to have Maddie. She's a stud. Um, the oldest daughter that I have right yeah. now. Stud, great kid great head on her shoulders. They're doing a great job with those girls and Chase and Paul are awesome.
0: And is Maddie it. a senior or will she be back next year as well? She'll be back
1: next year as well.
0: Wow. You, you've got another, you've got another squad on your hands, coach.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very cool. So now I want to turn it over to you. You mentioned you had some funny stories. I'm, I, I'm sure a lot of your players and your, your parents are going to listen. So do you want to share any, just of the funny stories from your, your ride along the way?
1: Yeah. So the, have you ever coached girls?
0: I have. I, I coached girls basketball, and I loved it. I really did. So I'm yes, I have. <laughs>
1: okay, so Coach Coach Woodruff made this observation his first year doing this with me, which was last year. He was like, "Girls are just, you know, to the little guys listening, girls are just so much more fun." And I was like, "Yeah, we are. Uh, they they it, just yeah. like, they like the little the little things make them happy. If you can." you know, like, I don't know if you noticed in any of our coaching pictures, but we wear crazy socks every game day.
0: Yeah, I did. I've, yep. I've seen that.
1: Okay. So the girls just love seeing every game day, what us three coaches, what kind of socks. <laughs> we're on, And it's just the running theme. Like yeah, if we can just make little memory seeds for them, something that they enjoyed and look forward to in high school softball or high school sports. I feel like I did my job. Like they're going to remember that. They're not going to remember what the score of right. an Elkin. Was they're going to remember the crazy socks that the coaches Absolutely. wore? Um, and so doing stuff like that, or you know, random theme days at practice where you come dressed as your dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all, I love that.
1: Chase, speaking of Maddie came dressed as Chase, and she was best dressed. I'll have to send you the picture of her dressed as her dad because it was like all the girls came dressed in their dad's clothes, and it was. It was awesome. I and mean, they were like talking in deep voices like this. Like, and yeah. like, it, was, it was awesome. It was so funny. And they just oh my have gosh. little jokes with each other and, and with us. And like I said, I, I feel like we're doing our job as coaches. If we can have a successful program, make sure that they're great kids, and then make sure that they have these memories of, of high school and why high school sports are so fun. Because Absolutely. they should be fun. They should be the best four years of whatever sports you're playing
0: absolutely and that's why we do this podcast right we we, i want to shine all the light that that i possibly can on the great things that are going on in high school sports and that everything you described was perfect and i you know i've been looking at old photos for this reunion and we're kind of looking back at some of these photos from like the late 90s early 2000s they should dress like chase when he was in high school that might be a fun one (laughs) not not what he looks like now but like back in high school because of course we grew up in like the nsync backstreet boys era so if i remember i think chase had some frosted tips now, one, I, I'm not trying to embarrass him here on the show, or, but like I do remember he, he was rockets and frosted tips. I believe so that might be a funny uh, dress-up yeah. day for Maddie there. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Yeah, the old, right. little, little, little mid 2000s, little 90s grunge look.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so you know we talked. I started this podcast again because coaches are my heroes, but again, it's also like for parents. You talked about we we did address like just being careful to pressure your kids into athletics. I want to I want to touch on another parent issue because now you know, I do a lot of broadcasting of high school athletics and sometimes I'll see parents in the stands that I just, some of the behavior I don't like, maybe some of the things that are being yelled or things I hear them talking about. So as far as like being negative in the stands or or being negative about the coach or things of that nature, I think that takes away, you know, from the experience that a child can have and and just takes away from them having the best possible experience. So just, can you give any advice from someone who's, who's been a lifelong athlete and very successful? Like, what would you tell a parent, handle those kinds of situations what advice would you give
1: um that the you're you're there to enjoy yourself right this shouldn't be some end-all be-all stressful like I mean unless it's a high-pressure game and like you can be in it but be positive because what good is it going to do being negative you're not going to get your way in by you know yelling something or talking poorly about sure, something, sure whatever the case may be. Um so just it's not you out there. Your time in the and the sun is done.
0: <laughs> um, right.
1: Just let let your kid let your kid be your kid. And if they if you're up in the stands with the positive energy, then you know they're that they're gonna feel that. And if they know that you're up there negative all the time, then they're gonna have just that much more pressure on their shoulders to know not make sure that the car ride home isn't you you know yelling at them from the drive um and then, as far as just negative towards officials or coaches right i i think sometimes they forget that this is our like this is our job this is our our livelihood and so we're out here we're not just out here you know for fun you know wasting time whatever like this is this is we're professionals at this job, and we're trying our best, you know, to have your kids succeed. Um, and it's, I, I make the joke every parent meeting that we have at the beginning of the year.
0: Ah. Oh, sorry. Pretty good. We made. Hey, we made it 45 minutes in for
1: you. Yeah. If you know, you think you can do a better job. There's a nice little job application. You know, <laughs> That's right. Here. That's right. Or like, how would you like it if you know you yell at an official? then you know what? They're going to come to your job the next day and they're going to yell at you while you're doing work. Like, it's like,
0: absolutely, come on. <laughs> absolutely, you know? And so that's, I, I just really think we, we as a society need to just keep improving and, and just be more positive because you're, you're right, 100%. Uh, Carmen solis Martinez, one of our former guests. I really love what she said about every game has four roles, an official, a player, a parent, and a coach. You focus on your job, you know? Right. Because that's another thing I love about bringing these great coaches on is I want parents to see how impressive our coaches are. Every single guest that I bring on, I'm just so blown away by the, by the, the content of your character and the quality of, of your preparation. And so I like to show that, you know, last night, I'm interviewing coach Chris uh, OR at 8 PM in a hotel room. He's in San Antonio going to a coaching clinic. I got, I don't know okay. if parents understand like sometimes, or some of the parents that, that are negative about coaches that they like you said, it's your job. It's your profession. You're devoting so much time and energy to it. So huge. Thank you to all the coaches for everything that you do. And the last question I have for you as far on the advice segment is you mentioned, you know, your experience deciding it, you were ready to hang it up after a great high school career. So when, when you have your players now get to this point when they're trying to decide what advice do you give to young players as far as when they're making, if they ask you coach, I'm not sure if I want to play, like how would you guide them through that process?
1: Um, I've actually had this conversation with uh, several of the girls um, just because sometimes I can see their personality from year to year kind of shift or maybe their passion kind of dwindles a little bit um, and so I'm like hey like at first I just how are you what's like what's going on in their life trying to figure out if there's something behind the scenes that you know I might need to know about or if they're willing to share that could be you know, affecting whatever the case may be. Um, And then I'll just be like, do the question, it comes down to, do you love this? Being out here with a team, you know, competing, can you see yourself doing this for four more years at, you know, just that much higher of a level while, you know, taking all these courses, you know, without trying to scare them of, you know, what all college is, but it's, it just comes down to, do you love this? And just, have, I think having the relationship with each player so that whether they're comfortable telling you not really, or I don't know, like, I don't want to tell my parents. And I'm like, it's a, just talk to me. Like, I'm not going to tell them. Like, sometimes they just need to say it. Just get it out, get it off your chest. Um, and so kind of having that open doorway of, of communication um, and just let them do most of the talking, you know, sure. just ask very specific questions and everything. But I have had to have that conversation with, with a few of them and they've been honest with me and
0: so that's all you so can so. ask absolutely yeah. now okay so we we'd usually not not to dig too much into your personal life but we always kind of like to talk about significant others on the show i i i, I i'm kind of fanboying here but your, your boyfriend <laughs> carter welch is just such a great guy i met him through his dad who was a head baseball coach at ridge point carter's that kind of guy like when i'm broadcasting a game he always come up in the press box, say hi to me. We start talking. I mean, I, I just love that about him. So when I saw on Facebook, y'all made a Facebook official, I was right. hearting it and clapping, you know? And so just, you want to give him his flowers and just kind of talk about, you know, just a little bit about that while, while you're on the show.
1: Yes. Um, so I think what's unique about, I don't know, we're not the only coach couple, whatever, yes. yep. um, but it is great in the sense that we understand each other's schedules and yes. the time- that we do you know have away from school and the teams we you know try to maximize that you know whether it's you know two hours eating chipotle and then you know gotta go whatever the case uh, understanding each other's schedule I think is super important both being coaches and everything like that um and being understanding of you know sometimes you got to go handle the situation he's got to go handle some baseball stuff or I got to go handle some softball stuff yep whatever um but super understanding sweetest guy ever I can't say enough about him yep. like, you, you know yeah you know. and his family is fantastic and he loves my family my family loves him it's just that, great
0: that I I mean I I can I can just see a beam in right now and I I can relate like and and not that when you're an athlete or a coach that you have your significant other has to be a sports fanatic but I can just it, it does help sometimes I mean my my wife, it, it makes it
1: easier because yeah if you don't know you you don't know, but you
0: could, exactly. You know, you, 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 you appreciate, you appreciate the reason why you're devoting so much time. You know, right. you, both of you can appreciate why you're giving up so much of, of your, yourselves for your, for your players, which I think is beautiful. And then the family too. I I'm, I love my, my in-laws so much, you know, and I can see, you know, you guys are having that same experience. I'm just so happy for y'all. So just wishing you all the best. Now we are going to move on to the favorite team segment. You said Astros for sure. So I am, I'm rocking my Astros jersey here for you in your honor coach. And then you said you also really like, and you put many, many L's here, yes. uh, the U S women's national soccer team, you said the 2015 squad was just what was, was, was elite. So just, um, do you want to, I understand obviously Astros, but just what, what was it about the, the soccer? I guess I'm curious. Cause you never, you never mentioned soccer, I guess, in some of your notes. I mean, I know you're basketball and softball and track, but what was it about that women's national team that really kind of struck your interest?
1: Uh, so I know a lot of people that are used to like high-scoring games like f- football and b- basketball. Mm-hmm. They want something to be happening constantly, but I have such tremendous respect for soccer players. That's got to be exhausting. You have to be yes. so in shape. And then I'm super coordinated. Hands ask me to throw a ball anywhere, I'll throw it on a dime.
0: Yeah.
1: But the way that the ball skill that they have with sure. their feet yeah that's impressive so I like it just because I'm watching something that I know I can't do and I think that's great like I'm impressed I think it's awesome just to see people just kill it at something I can never do that with my feet um but I love the women's national team soccer team because they're just I think that they were the first women's sports team and like a group of women that kind of made it onto a national stage with their abilities, like take the, you know, the politics of everything out of it. They are so good at what they do. And they were finally getting recognition for being outstanding athletes. And so I was like sucked into that world of, oh my gosh, this is such a positive thing for, for women's sports. And so I was following all of them on Instagram all of them on Twitter like I want to know more about I was obsessing over them you know just like anybody does over their favorite team um and so I was watching the 2015 World Cup I think it was in Canada and I was at my parents house and I remember it was like three minutes in and Carly Lloyd scores a goal against Japan in the you know the final yeah. game
0: yeah yeah
1: I think it was like one of the fastest World Cup goals in history yeah. or something like that. And I'm just losing my mind. And my my parents don't know a thing about soccer either, but <laughs> uh, USA, whatever. Yep. I think they win like five to two. And Carly, you know, Carly Lloyd scores three goals. My favorite yeah. player scores the last goal of the game, Tobin Heath, my favorite athlete okay. of
0: Okay. Um, That's good to know because I do have a start bench cut women's national team edition ready for you. So I may have to insert Tobin in there, but uh, that's good to know. Okay. Okay. We we will get to that in a moment, but yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And and it's great timing, uh, Katie, that that we're talking about this because they actually just reached the agreement where they're going to be paid like the men, like equity and pay with the men's national team. So you're right. Yeah. And I've just, I've really enjoyed so far on this show it's our 12th episode i've invited six men six women onto the show i just i love the diversity of what we've been able to to, to visit with so far and some of the women that i've visited with um like caitlin riley she she aspires like she, she she mentioned to me that in in the san antonio area there are uh women coaching boys soccer teams as head coaches you know wow. and she and she's That's awesome i've always kind of wondered if if a man can coach women's sports why can't a woman coach men's sports? And I know Caitlin feels that way. And she's aspiring to maybe even be in administration at one point, Carmen Solis Martinez, you know, said that she aspires to be like a a campus coordinator, athletic director type, you know, at some day. So I just feel this momentum, you know, and I think that's what you were kind of touching on that. You felt that being galvanized by the women's national team. So I'm curious, any thoughts on that? Like just to elaborate. I mean, how did you feel about the prospects of, of your peers, the women here in Fort Bend or in Houston? I mean, Do you feel like the women's national team is giving y'all, um, you know, motivation to, to feel like you, you can do, you can, you can achieve whatever your dreams are.
1: Yeah. I think they've kind of given the, you know, the U S team in, in general kind of given a really great launching platform for women across all sports, whether you're an athlete or a coach or in the administration Mm -hmm. side of it, whatever. Um, and so you, like you said, what, why can't, you know, i as an example Mm. go and be a boys basketball coach like why
0: sure yeah i
1: don't i don't know it's an interesting point like would they how would the respect level be i don't know somebody's got to be the the guinea pig in that and i know that there there are a few um far between scattered uh women doing that which i think is is great and i if that continues then then that's awesome but uh the The focus that that team really gave to women's sports and kind of propelled them into the spotlight of, hey, we're here doing awesome, cool things too, uh, was, was really inspiring for me and just made me fall in love with them.
0: That's awesome. Love hearing that. And now it is our time to move into our favorite part of this, everybody's favorite part of the show, the start bench cut portion. That's brought to you by our good friends at MVP Marketing Group, a turnkey marketing solution for schools. They've got testimonials on their website from a Hall of Famer, longtime Denton Ryan head football coach and current AD, Joey Florence. Other clients of theirs are Salina, Crowley, Mesquite and the Southwest Athletic Center in Carrollton, just to name a few. So, yeah, give Mike Voglar, the CEO, a call. I've got his contact information in the show notes. He can visit with you, talk about their services, and see if it's a good fit. And if you tell him that Coach Kovo sent you, he's, he'll work in a discount for you if you end up using his marketing services. So thank you to Mike and MVP Marketing Group for your sponsorship. All right, now it is time for our start bench cut. So I started off the Astros. So we got a we got an Astros big three edition of start bench cut. So you got to start one, you got to bench one, you got to cut one. So I'm gonna ask you to rank here. I went. I kind of I had a, another guy I could throw in here, but I, I settled on Jose Altuve, huh. George Springer, and Carlos Correa. That's what I said. I thought about Bregman, maybe put him in there. If you want Bregman in there, we can substitute somebody. But I went with Altuve, Springer, and Correa start bench cut.
1: Okay, I can work with these three. Okay. Are you ready? I already know. Let's do it. We are cutting Correa. He left. We're doing okay. just fine. <laughs> that's a, it fine Pena's coming I in I love
0: Jeremy Pena yes
1: <laughs> Jeremy Pena is killing it come on I don't even notice Correa's gone sorry Carlos <laughs> uh, no disrespect no I funny. love it I love it um we'll bench Altuve so his leg can stop being all crazy I like Just that we little rest you know um and for old time's sake we're starting Springer put him back out there one last hoorah
0: I agree. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I would, I'm with you. I, I would have ranked the same. I'd be so torn on Altuve and Springer, but I love the coaching angle of the rest. I love yeah. that. But
1: <laughs> he, the, he, needs, he needs a little break. So.
0: There's just yeah. something about Springer was the heartbeat. I just feel like, I mean, he, he, he has so much
1: energy. Yeah. And he, he played with so much joy and passion. I was like, why can't, I don't know. He was a really awesome, awesome guy out there to watch. You could feel yeah. it.
0: All right. So now you, that was, that was excellent. So we're moving on now to our women's national team edition. Okay. These are the three that I initially picked out. And so I think maybe we can sub one for Tobin Heath if you'd like, but I, I had Megan Rapino, Alex Morgan, Carly Lloyd. That's what I had for start bench cut. Would you like to throw Tobin Heath in for one of them? Or do you want to work with those three?
1: No, cause I'm going to be biased against Tobin. Okay, so we, we know start, you would
0: start Tobin. So we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, remove Tobin. She's so. S tier. All
1: right. Yeah. She's S tier. Okay, Megan Urpino, Alex Morgan, and Carly Lloyd. Oh my gosh. You gave me all four words, okay. Yep. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: We'll, we will, oh my gosh. We'll bench Alex Morgan. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, she'll start on the bench. She'll come in second half.
0: Exactly. Right? She's there for the She's clutch minutes. A new
1: <laughs> mom. She's got to get her legs back to. That's how they right.
0: Work. Yep. That's right.
1: Okay. We will see. I'm I'm a I'm an old time for old time's sake kind of person. Like Carly yeah. Lloyd tired. So like, what if we just brought her back?
2: Like, what if
1: yeah. Just come back. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start Carly Lloyd. Okay. Just in my in my mind she'll be she's the captain because yes. you know i started watching i fell in love with them she was the captain she wore the armband so we're starting her she's like she's you know core and i guess we'll cut Gotta cut
0: rapino well that's the thing i mean you know rapino has obviously risen to kind of like star status but i guess in 2015 if i remember correctly i mean carly lloyd was lighting it up in 2015 so
1: right she was that's the, when you yeah she was the light yeah
0: but no, don't 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 beat yourself up, up over that, Katie. Because Caitlin Riley, I gave her a similar start bench cut. She also cut Rapino, and she was yeah. just like, you "I should, don't
1: feel oh, bad." Then she's a soccer person for sure.
0: Yeah, and I mean, yeah. and I, and she was she was torn. She was sweating visibly. She's like, "I can't believe I cut Megan Rapino, but it's just I gave you three like all yeah. time, really really ser- seriously." I, I
1: feel more confident in my decision
0: then. You did good. You you did excellent. So, uh, wow, this was a great show. Please take a moment, if you enjoyed, to give us a five-star review. This drives us up the charts so more people can hear these stories of coaches making a difference. Hit the follow button to subscribe and hear new episodes as soon as they come out each week. And follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore Kovo. That's Coach underscore KOVO for all the latest Team Player Podcast episodes. If you're about this Team Player life and are digging the show, we want to hear about it. Hit us up at TeamPlayerPodcast at gmail.com. And we lift up our own inside of Team Player Nation. Many of our team player alums started out as fans of the show that reached out or were recommended by other team players. Coach Ochoa recommended, and I I was going to come to you anyway because you just won a district championship and and coach of the year, but he said, hey, you got to get Coach Kogar on the show. I said, hey, we're going to make it happen. So we are building a community here of like-minded people, and so if you're interested, reach out, tell us that you're digging it. And as always, the cover art and music for the Team Player Podcast is provided by two of my former players that I love so much, Cover art is by Kaiser St. Cyr, and our intro and exit music is one more good enough from Avrion's self titled debut album. You can find his music on all platforms by searching for Averyon. That's Avrion. That's A V R I O N. Thank you, Coach Kilgore. Congratulations on a district championship, a coach of the year that you can put up in the trophy case now. Uh, and thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me. I had an awesome time. This is an awesome thing you're doing. So I appreciate you giving us, giving us a voice. This is great.
0: You're so welcome. And and the the pleasure is all mine. And thank you so much to all the team players out there for your support. And we'll catch y'all down the road.
2: It always feel like I need one more boy. And one more line, record the track just one more time. My family think I bumped my head, lost my mind. Insuring them, I'm just fine. I'm good enough, but I need one more boy. And one more line, record the track just one more time. My family think I bumped my head, lost my mind. Insuring them, I'm just fine. I'm good enough, but I need one more boy. One more line, record the track just one more time. My family think I bumped my head. Lost my mind, and them I'm just, fine, I'm, I'm just fine, I'm good enough. But you be told I need some therapy. Initially ain't do it voluntarily, but now I got a legacy.